Top of the morning to you and welcome to our newest episode of Capital Markets Quickie from MVP Mind Value Partners. This week was somewhat more positive than the last. Unfortunately, it ended with red numbers across the board. Once again, American tech stocks were under pressure with the Nasdaq and the S&P 500 closing their third consecutive week in the negative. On the other hand, gold and silver had a positive week. The big winner, however, was crude oil closing the week with 8.06% positive performance. My name is Endrit Sella, coming at you from Frankfurt, Germany, Europe's financial hub and home to the ECB. Let's take a look at what moved the markets this week. U.S. stocks closed at a six-week low and that was mainly driven by weakness in the technology sector. This, of course, exerts an outsized influence on major indexes such as the S&P 500 because of the large position that tech stocks now hold in these indexes. Now, here's an interesting piece of statistic. Even though more than 70% of the S&P 500 stocks were higher this week, the index closed lower for the third week in a row. Now, if you remember in my Capital Markets Quickie from August 23rd, not too long ago, I talked about how the technology sector now accounts for 30.7% of the market capitalization of the entire American stock market. And yes, you are absolutely right. The tech sector alone has been the driving force behind the quick stock market recovery. Only at the turn of the millennium during the dot-com bubble was the market cap of tech stocks even higher namely 33% of the entire American stock market. On the flip side, however, cyclical, small cap, and international stocks, and even oil, all rebounded, finishing positive for the week. This seems to be the trend among investors, selling overpriced tech stocks and buying cheap cyclicals, which tend to outperform as the economy recovers. Speaking of recovery, economic data showed that the U.S. economic recovery is progressing. That said... Recent data shows promise for the rebound, most notably around the consumer, which is especially impactful given that household spending constitutes for 70% of U.S. GDP. So that means the American economy is highly dependent on average Joe spending his savings. And economic readings released last week were consistent with improving consumer conditions. The latest National Association of Home Builders Index rose for the fifth consecutive month to a fresh high. And that means more houses are on the way. Initial jobless claims fell to the lowest level since mid-March. The University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index rose to a six-month high. And U.S. retail sales increased for the fourth straight month. So that means we're clearly on the way to economic recovery now, doesn't it? But nonetheless, Fed chef Jerome Powell signaled on Wednesday that America's central bank, the Federal Reserve Bank, will keep interest rates near zero through at least 2023 to further help the economy weather the health and economic crisis of 2020. Now, usually that is very good news for the stock market, but that didn't seem to be the case this week. After all, America is only a month and a half away from the presidential elections of November 3rd, just one day before my birthday, by the way. And as the campaigns ramp up, so too will political uncertainties. And this will all be accompanied by polarizing rhetoric and 
headlines all over the news, which we all know too well from the presidential elections of 2016. This week was the first day of early voting in Minnesota, Virginia, South Dakota, and Wyoming, and this will be very interesting to see how things develop until November 3rd. But let's not forget, ladies and gentlemen, this election outcome poses different policy approaches, but will not solely determine the longer-term fate of the economy or the financial markets around the world. And last but certainly not least, let's talk about our favorite drama, the Brexit drama here in Europe. It has now been more than four years since the Brits voted to leave the European Union, and yet again we have a feeling of deja vu. The United Kingdom is once again engulfed in another Brexit crisis. And that is mainly due to Prime Minister Boris Johnson wanting to rewrite parts of the initial divorce deal. Which, of course, sparked outrage and led to threats of legal action from EU leaders. But this should come as no surprise, as I'm sure we all know divorces are rather complicated and expensive. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes today's Capital Markets Quickie. To all of you listening from every corner of the globe, I wish you all the best and stay tuned for our next episode on Sunday, September the 27th.